main point. And if I could just summarize that main point this morning for you, it would be this. My main point is that it's God's will. It's God's will. We need to understand that, that this is his kind of chief desire, okay? And, and again, we, if you weren't here last Sunday, we were talking about the first commandment, right? In part. And, and, and in talking about the first commandment, we found that it's actually a commandment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> awkward, uh, awkward stall. But, no, but I say that intentionally because I think some of us treat it like it's just like, you know, Jesus making a suggestion, you know? Like, oh, let me just, hey, listen, by the way, the greatest thing that you could do is love the Lord with all your mind, soul, body, and strength, right? Jesus wasn't making a suggestion. He wasn't making a recommendation. He wasn't even really concerned if the words that came out of his mouth was too much for us to handle, even in 2019. Like, like could you imagine Jesus like, am I being unreasonable here? Like, like thou shalt love. No, he commanded us. We don't have any options as followers. We don't have any options as believers. There's no way under, over, around this commandment. If you follow Jesus, you must what? Love him with all you have, all you do, and all you are. And so it's God's will to place, meaning he wants to give us something, okay? It's God's will to place, meaning he wants to give us something of a burning inside, of intense burning of love for him. That's, that's God's desire, because apart from the sovereignty of God, apart from his will and apart from his purposes in our life, it is impossible to love God without God. It, 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 meaning, I can't drum up within me, I can't muster it up just like love for God. I, I have to have something burning inside of me. You know, we all know what it's like to burn for somebody. Come on, talk to me, people. I mean, when I met my wife, hello, I was somewhat, you know, I was like, whoa, Lord Jesus, what are those feelings? I don't know if she had the same burning desire when she saw me, but I did for her, and that's all that matters. But we all know what it's like to burn with love for somebody or something. And, and, and when I use the word burning, that's simply what I mean. I'm just talking about the intensity of love. You know, I just don't, I don't look at the first commandments and be like, yes, I love you, Lord, with all my mind and all my heart. So I'm just so familiar with this. It's just, it's just it's so boring. No, I, I, I try to year in, year out, day in, day out, remind myself that I'm to burn with love for Jesus. And so if I was to summarize last Sunday, that would be it. Essentially, God wants to give you and I intense sensations, <laughs> intense, overwhelming sensations of love for him. And I get it. Sometimes, you know, it feels like we're just trying to do the best we can to love God. I get it. I go through those seasons. I go through those times. And, but, 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 but the start of 2019, I want us to start off right. See, I, I want us to do church differently. I don't want to do church because I have to do church because I really I don't feel like I do. I want to do church because I want to. I want to do my relationship with God, if, you, if I could put it that way. I want to live out my faith, not just complacently sitting on the, sitting on the sidelines, just like, 
Uh, if I get caught up in this, well, so be it. No, I want to throw myself, all my heart, all my mind, all my body into loving God, both my mind, my heart, and my actions into loving God. Again, it's not a suggestion Jesus is making here. He's not recommending it. If you follow Christ today, you are commanded by the Christ in whom you follow to love him. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not, I'm not sorry. I yell sometimes, and I can understand that may take uh, some by surprise and, and even scare maybe some of you, but I'm really a, a happy guy. I am really. I, <laughs> you, you know, I, I have a great life, a great wife. I, I'm, I'm going to sing a country song for you all. I love my life so much. Um, but, but, no, I really am, and sometimes I just... I just get excited about God's word, and I just get excited that um, Jesus is not suggesting something. He's not recommending. I'm just going to pound that into your minds this morning, if I can. Just, if I can be just repetitive and just consistently bring this up within the course of our discussion here. Because, because sometimes I feel as though we, the church, and I'm not just speaking about Hilltop Church. You gotta, I, got, I got the church in mind globally. But I think sometimes we have become so familiar with this text you know so just like oh yeah 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 i've heard this i've heard this yep right 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 but but there's something that god wants to make in our lives meaningful meaningful you see god wants the scriptures to be meaningful to us where they they actually are lived out and practiced and so my goal for 2019 is to make the first commandment a priority that's my goal. I, 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 would, I would love for this church to grow. I would love for us to do more and maybe do a couple more services and whatnot. And that all would be good. Maybe even at some point buy the J-Hop houses. We're, you know, campaigning for funds. But you know what's more important than all that? You know what's more important than all that? It's a love burning in my heart for Jesus. That's, that's what I want to make a priority this year. And I hope... As a church, we can do that together. I think that our highest priority should be making the first commandment. Um, that of need and that of priority. You know, irregardless of what your job is trying to tell you, irregardless of what your professors or your even family members are trying to tell you of what you should prioritize and what you should make important, I just want to stand as a pastor here and saying, all that pales in comparison. It's, 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 it's not even third or fourth place. You need, I need, we all need to make God our first priority in that we love him with all we have, all we are, and what we do. I'm thankful for the two or three people clapping for me. Thank you, guys. So grateful for you. You don't know how hard it is sometimes to stand up here and look at your faces sometimes. It's in a good way. It's in a good way. I mean, nothing but love for that. You know why it's important for us to, to have this first commandment thing burning in our hearts? This is why. Listen, I don't know if you know, but we're, we're kind of like in a certain trajectory, a kind of pattern in history where we are fast-tracking to the end days. Uh, believe it or not, guys, the end is going to come. And Jesus was no stranger to talking about the end of times. The end of days. And in Matthew 24, in the list of things that he 
talks about as he points to the marks and the distinctions of the last days. He says this actually in Matthew 24, verse 12. The love of many will what? Grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. I can't help but think the stage for this has already been set in the church. And we barely recognize it. We barely recognize Really, our attitudes, our offenses, our bitterness is not necessarily just, just something to do with our behavior, but it's something to do with our heart. I'm sorry for yelling at you this morning, but I've been praying all week about the first commandment. And I was struck by, by the shallowness of my own heart when it came to understanding that God commanded me, Daryl Temple, to love him. That he didn't suggest that I do it. He didn't recommend it. He said, Daryl, put yourself in the text, but he said, you will love me with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. I have this week come to realize just how shallow my love is. And again, I want to use this opportunity to kind of just yell from the mountaintop, no pun intended. You know, I want to shout from the rooftop and say, wake up. Wait, and, and listen, I, when I say wake up, I'm I feel like the Lord is shouting over my life. Daryl, wake up. Stop boiling your behavior down to systems and just it's like, oh, if I do this, if I change this. No, your heart is cold. And I want to warm it. I want to, I want to sensitize it. And I feel like this is what God wants to do for our church in January. He wants to, us to start off the year uh, with, with, with reprioritizing the first commandment. That in our hearts, it's not just about going through the actions and, and, and the disciplines of faith. It's a, our chief desire. When do I get to go? When do I get to speak? When do I get to pray? When do I get to preach? When do I get to sing? Not, I have to. Because the pastor will be mad at me if I don't. I mean, I don't get mad anyways. I, I just don't. But you understand what I'm saying. So I want to shout. I want to sound the alarm on cold love this morning. Now, I would also like to say that I have alternative motives when it comes to uh, growing and maturing in the love, our love for God. I have alternative motives. Uh, John Bloom, a guy who I'm, I love, I don't know him, but I wish I did, um, but he is a, a writer for Desiring God. He wrote this, and this is what got my gears working about the second commandment, because you know the second commandment plays a part in all of this too. It really does, and this is what he writes. Um, the most loving thing we can do for others is love God more. I just, let's just go home right now. I'm afraid I might say something really stupid from that, but that is just, the most loving thing we can do for others is love God more than we love them. For if we love God most, we will love others best. He makes his point 
using the same scripture that I talked about this morning, Matthew 22, where Jesus talks to the young lawyer after being asked, um, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said this, you shall love, just in case you thought I was making it up. Jesus says this, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I'm pretty impressed and in, in somewhat in love and obsessed with myself. You, know, you can laugh as though you're not, but I mean, really, um, we all are. We really are pretty impressed with ourselves. We are. I mean, I'll just throw myself on the chopping block, okay? Like, uh, yes, I'm that guy. And I can't imagine, I can't begin to think about what it means, what it looks like to actually love others like I love myself. I, like, like I'm, I, I get it. Like, I can love my wife, my child, and there's some of you I love, just a little bit more than others. But it's really hard. It's really hard, guys, to love people like I love myself. And yet that's kind of the measure that Jesus uses, that's, that's kind of what he uses. He says, guys, you need to love others like you love yourself. In 1 John 4, 19, it says this, we love because he first loved us. Again, just going back to it's really impossible to even know how to love others if we're not drawing or getting the context from Jesus on how to love because he is love. And so if your eyes aren't on Jesus and your heart isn't burning with love, guess what? The ultimate outcome of this is you will not, I will not love others. I will not. And uh, who better to learn from than the author of love? John says that God is love. I mean, we, should be, we should hold the corner market on being able to love others. We really should. I mean, I, I don't understand the... The, the, the breakdown in church sometimes where people get offended and, and they, they jockey for position and, oh, you don't do this right. You don't say that right. I don't get you. I, I, I don't know why there is such a breakdown in the church because we have just this morning for a half an hour worshipped a God who is love. No, 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 don't, don't shake your eyes at me. Like we worship the God who is love. Therefore, if our worship is sincere, and if it really meant something, there's, there's takeaways. Oh God, I see you, you are the God of love. Oh, you want me to love others, that's right. Oh, I see how you loved others in the person of Jesus. I want to love like that. I do have alternative motives when it comes to growing and maturing in my expression, I guess I'll call it for today, the love of God. And it's, well, my reason, part of my reason for wanting to make the first commandment, excuse me, a priority is because I want to love my neighbor. Like, it's not, I, I don't just, I wish I could tell you that my desire was kind of like singular and only for the purpose of just, oh, I just want to. I just want to love the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind. You know, I, I, that's good. And if that's you, guess what? That's fine. But if you're really doing it, if you're really doing it right, 
If you're real, you listen, you the greatest way, I guess I'll say it that way, that you can tell if you're loving the Lord is how you love others. So, so, so if you question, I, you know, I don't know where I am on this, this faith journey, this God thing. Just look to how you treat others. Just look how you talk about others and what you say when that person isn't around. Oh, my goodness. I just, I, and there we can know if we really are loving God the way God has commanded us. Loving, remember, uh, to love him. And the, just again to remember John Bloom, the most loving thing that we can do for others is love God more than we love them. For if we love God most, we will love others best. Rightly said, John, rightly said. Now, here's the downside of this is if you're anything like me, you don't know how to love others well. You know, again, as I said earlier, I don't come by it naturally. I, I, I know how to love what's dear to me. You know, I, I know how to love my wife imperfectly sometimes, but I, I, I'm getting it, you know, I'm getting older, I'm getting wiser, but, but I don't come by it naturally, I don't think really any of us do, and so if I'm gonna uh, learn to do the second well, I have to prioritize the first, I have to, if I don't know how to love, you know, there's this old song, I don't want to date myself, it's by Foreigner, it was like written in 1984, so maybe just a couple of us get it, and you don't have to raise your hand because I wouldn't want to embarrass you, um, <laughs> But it was by a foreigner, and it was this song that in the chorus it goes, I want to know what love is. <laughs> and I want you to show me. Well, it was a big hit. Some say that they had many hits. I just wasn't paying attention, I guess, in 1984 because I thought that was it. And if it wasn't, that should have been it. That's all I was going to say. But essentially, the dude in the song, which the singer had gone through um, a lot of disappointments, a lot of romantic failure, if you would say. Like in relationships, he's just, he was just being hurt and, and, and let on, and he just, his, heart, his heart was damaged. And, 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 and suddenly, though, in the song, he finds this new girl. And I guess he comes to understand that, oh, listen, oh, I want to do this again. I want to do this love thing again, you know? And so he sings to this girl, I want to know love is. And I want you to show me. So, so he's willing to open his heart again to even though he's been damaged so many times. And, and, and you know, I don't even know why I bring that song up other than we're not looking to each other to, to, to learn what love is. I'm not looking to my wife today to, to understand what love is because my, her love and my, it's, it's, it's too in the flesh, if you would. It's too imperfect. It's just not filled with God. But, but, but I, know, I know, I don't need to sing to my wife, I want to know who love is. And I want you to First of all, that's clingy, and it's somewhat weird. But I can sing that to God. And through singing that to God, I can really not second guess what love is, but really, really know what love is. And so it's impossible to come into a context like this on a Sunday morning and sing songs like we do and, and listen to words like you're listening to now without something happening in your heart. 
And mainly God wants it to happen for two people. Him first and others second. So I want to prioritize the first commandment in my life. Because I want to learn how to do the second well. And I can't do it apart from the first. So I do have alternative motives. It's not just, oh, I want to love you more, God. Yay. Hallelujah. It's, I want to I love you, God, because I know my love needs to grow and mature and expand and blow up at the seams, you know, when it comes to other people. When it comes to my neighbor. And God's just not, when he uses the word neighbor, he's just not talking about, you know, the person who lives next to you. He's, he, he Actually, if you boil it down and you study the word neighbor or brother in other passages because this isn't the first time that Jesus or any of the apostles talk about this kind of love or bring the commandment into the picture. But when you do, you understand, when you start to study neighbor and brother, you understand that Jesus was referring to the church. Essentially, your brothers and sisters uh, in the family, in the house of God, that's who Jesus is saying, love as you love yourself. You know, sometimes those are the hardest people to love. The, the person maybe sitting next to you or across the room, you know. Or maybe at one point they sat next to you, but now they sit across the room. <laughs> Those are the hardest thing. Those are the hardest situation and circumstances to really administer love, grace, and forgiveness. But Jesus commands it. He commands it. I, I love this. I, I, you know, what is it? Um, I don't know if it's a saying. I, I think it is, but I'm not quite sure. And I'm, 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 trying to put this, the, 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 I'm trying to put the statement in my head right now, so there's a bit of like a delay. Do we have any elevator music you could play? No, just kidding. Um, we won't go there. I was, um, many of you know last week I turned 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 40 never looks so good. I know what you're thinking. Wow, he's doing it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I do this with my hair so I can look somewhat young. And I, I probably look like foolish, but whatever. Um, but last week, I think it was last week, and that's what happens when you turn 40, your memory goes. So I'm just going to say it was last week. I went to Bodeborg. Bodeborg, I think I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm not, don't, don't correct me. Don't correct me. No, I'm just joking. Um, I think it's Bodeborg. And we went there to celebrate my 40th birthday. I had some family members and some close friends there. And... You know, essentially, um, without getting too much into it, because we want to get back to the game, right? I know. <laughs> We're not thinking about Jesus right now. <laughs> thinking about, no, I'm just joking. Um, but I went to Bodeborg, and essentially, Bodeborg, and don't correct me if I'm wrong if you were there, please. It's just awkward. I really don't care what your take was about the game. It was my birthday. <laughs> Let it be what it was to me, okay? No, but we went to Bodeborg, and, um, and essentially... I, I, the way I would explain the game is that it was made up of like, I think, 20 to 22 um, challenges, I'll call them. We'll call them challenges. And, and, and the challenges were kind of made up of both mental, physical, and sometimes mental and physical put together. Uh, and so what I found, it, it's really funny. When I went into there, like, nobody wanted to be on my team. Like, my even wife was second guessing. She's like, I don't know if I want to be on your team. I don't think we're going to win a lot. I'm like, what, am I that stupid? I mean, seriously, I'll, I'll, no, I'm just joking. I don't know if she would, but, but I remember Matt was like, oh, let me be on John's team. Ah, cause he's going to get it right. And the Femi was like, oh, John. <laughs> Anyways, I say this to say that I really 
was, I mean, Bodeborg frustrated me. It downright, it downright got on my nerve, y'all. As I went into it thinking, I'm going to nail this out of the park. You don't want to be on my team. I like the two guys in whom nobody knows on my team, Mark and Lauren Gagnon, which they're precious to us, but the rest of the group was like, who are these guys? <laughs> oh, go with Pastor Daryl. He'll take you. And, and Bethany. And, but, but anyways, I found that even smart people had a hard time at Bodeborg. And so that, that made me feel a little bit better about Bodeborg. And... You know, what it, what, it, what it came down to at the end of the night, what I came to like kind of the realization of is that Bodeborg is really not that hard. You know, but they, they hear me, hear me. I mean, some cases, some challenges were hard, but some were straight up stupid, easy. Like just, you know, like when, you know, okay, I, I don't know how to explain this, but you know when you're like about ready to tackle something, not, not like physically, but you're ready to take on like a task, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'm going to build this, this shelf from Ikea, you know, or whatever it might be. You're like, and, and your wife is like, no, like you're, you're so challenged. We need to call somebody else. And you're like, it's just a shelf from Ikea, honey. I mean, God. But you know when you're about ready to tackle a task and, 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 and you're, you're in it and you don't have a lot of skill at, at, at taking on this task. You don't have, a, there's not a, like a lot in you that, that Oh, yeah, I should really do be doing this right now. I mean, you have that haunting voice in your ear saying, you should not be doing this right now. And, but yet you're, you're, you're just warring. You're like, no, I, get behind me, Satan. I'm going to build this shell from Ikea. But you get into it. All the instructions are there, all the pieces. You've got your screwdriver. You've got your tape measure. You've got your lever, whatever it is that you need, and you're ready to take on. But you get into it, and you're like, oh, my God, I should have listened to that voice, and I should have partnered with the devil. No, just kidding. You should never partner with the devil unless it comes to him telling you not to build Ikea furniture. No, just kidding. That's not true either. Never partner with the devil. Okay, but, but you get into it, and please don't. We need to erase that whole whatever that was. I can just see it now. Oh, my God, Pastor Daryl. Um, but you should have listened to your, your, your inner self. You should have been like, yeah, yeah maybe, I should, maybe I shouldn't do this. But you do it, and you get into it, and you're like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done this. I really should have listened to my wife. But, but come to find out you have somebody who might have a little bit of skill at carpentry come over, and they're like, oh, yeah. And you're watching them do it, and you're like, Wow, I really complicated that thing. I really made that complicated more than it should have been. You know, that was the thing about Bordeborg. There was Bordeborg, whatever, whatever its name is. The peak of my frustration was in this room called the Awesome Room. I believe that's the, the name of the room. I think it's Awesome Room. I, it's, it's like being at a Joel Osteen service when you go in there. It's like you walk in, you are great, you are lovely, smile, you can overcome. It's like, Joel, is that you? I mean, it didn't sound like Joel, but it definitely felt like Joel. And so, <laughs> and I love Joel Osteen. I mean, yeah, I'm not nothing against him. Um, he's just not in my, you know, spin of pastors that I listen to. But it was almost like going into like a, like a, like a church service where you're just hearing how awesome you are. And, and, and there was... One room in which you, because every challenge was made up of three different rooms. And once you accomplished those three rooms, you actually won a stamp. Like, you got to stamp a piece of paper saying, you're a winner. It's kind of lame. I mean, after some of these um, uh, challenges, you should go, like, a Lamborghini or something. You're like, I, I, I've exhausted my, my, I've exhausted my brain power, my physical power, and I get a stamp? 
what a lame is that? But anyways, uh, in the awesome room, which is really the room that uh, my frustration peaked, like I almost like threw in the Jesus card. Like I could feel anger coming right here and out of my tongue. But I, you know, I, I resisted the devil and we prevailed. But in the second room in the awesome room, you walk in and there's nothing there. There's just nothing there. It's just like three annoying lights just shining down on you. I mean, they just, they look bad. They just, it reminds me of a, whatever, I won't go there. But you walk in and there's just these lights beaming down on you and Joel Osteen's voice comes back on. It's not really Joel, so please, it's not him, but it's like, it's like being at a Joel Osteen, uh, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, service. And he's, you're, you're awesome. You can do this. You're the key and everything. And we're, 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 we're kind of in the room like, what do we do? There's nothing in this room. Usually there's a challenge. There's something to tap. There's something to balance on. There's whatever. And so you, 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 could, all, you could only fill in the gaps of what we started to do to try to win this challenge. Empty room for over 40, you know, because we're all over 40. People trying to dance to no music, just Joel Osteen's voice. Like maybe if we, maybe if we shake in front of the light and dance, maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, how stupid can you be? And this is how easy the room was. You literally just had to walk over to the door of the next challenge and pull on the handle, and you won. But, but we went through this challenge like seven times. That's the thing about border board. Like you, it does something weird to your mind. Where it's like, you go through a challenge, you fail, you want to go through again. Like, usually after we fail at something, it's like, hey, we failed. Like, just let somebody else do it. But at Bodeborg, Bodeborg, you just keep on walking through thinking, no, it, it's this time. It's this, say it the Lord. It's all going to work out. This is the one. And you go out and you find out it's not the one. So we got so desperate that there was another group in front of us who was also obviously having a hard time trying to do the whole mental thing of going through the door, going through the door, going through the door. But they had made it to the third challenge. And so I got desperate. Like, listen, I mean, if you're going to be intelligent, you've got to be good at the game. All right, you've got to be good at the game. I went to them. <laughs> and I said, hey, I noticed you've walked out of the third door. What did you do to get there? Holler <laughs> at your boy. And they said, all you have to do is pull on the door handle. I'm like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I mean, if, if those rooms have cameras in them, so help us God. My group is ridiculous. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes we complicate things that are very, very easy. And, and, and I can't help but think that sometimes we, we complicate the second commandment. We, you know, in my mind, I, I start to think, like, of course, God, when it comes to loving people, like, there's got to be an easier way, right? It, it can't just boil down to me loving you more. It's just, it seems so easy. It's, it almost seems like building that shelf. You know, once your friend comes over, they put it all together for you. You're like, oh, my God, that was so easy. I can't believe I missed that step, that step, that step. Or like at Bodeborg, walking through that room, like all they had to do was pull on the handle. I mean, essentially, if we want to curb, if we want to cure, if we want breakthrough, we want more unity in the church, we want more harmony and more depth of relationship, 
We have to succeed at the first commandment. We have to. We have to prioritize loving God. Now, we recently went through a bout, and still some, you know, we haven't talked about it much because we're, we're trying to honor people. But I'm going to go there because, you know, my buttons were pushed this week. And I, I signed up to be a pastor, but I didn't sign up for people to push my buttons, nor my families. And I couldn't help but think at the end of the conversations that we've been having for months with people and their bitterness and their offense, I can't help but think, how childish. But you know what was even more frightening to me? We're failing at the first commandment. We so easily just write it off, oh, they're just offended. They're just bitter. And maybe that's what they're doing for us. Oh, he's just offended. He's just an egotistical maniac, you know. Megalomaniac, you know, it's a Messiah complex, whatever it might be. But what I came to realize is this, is that if we're going to succeed at really loving each other well, just starting here, like, like let's, just, let's, just, let's just forget about the world for just a second. Let's just put that outside for just one second. If we're going to learn how to love one another well, we are going to have to succeed. We are going, and what I mean by succeed is, we are going to have to make loving God a priority or we will fail as a church. Because we will be bitter and offended. Maybe, maybe you're offended with me now. Maybe you're offended because I'm yelling. But, but there is something strong that can get you over that speed bump of offense. And it's called love for Jesus. Because when you have love for Jesus, he puts love inside your heart for the person sitting next to you or the person that has offended you. And so I think this is a good path to take. In 2019, I think making love for God, the first commandment, a priority, is a good journey and a a good task that we could take on because there's a lot at stake. And so I do have alternative motives. I want to learn how to love well. I want to be in a church that knows how to love each other well. I want to be in a church that knows how to love the world well. And, 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 And I just, this week, came into... Just the understanding, the revelation that if I, I can't learn to love others well, if I can't love God well, I can't, like John Blue, I can't love others best if I'm not loving God more than I love others. It's just all interconnected. It's all, it works. It's, it's I mean, really even Jesus boiling down the whole law and every word of the prophet saying that it hinges on these two things. Can you imagine that? That, that everything the law hinges on it, meaning if you were to tack, you know, our picture of Mr. Dante that kind of looks like that weird guy in Ghostbusters who kind of comes alive and comes out of the painting. I don't know if you know the story, but he's weird. But he's attached to the wall right now. And, and if, and if the, the pin in that wall was loosening, that picture would crash. And essentially, Jesus says, listen, you can take the entirety of the law and the words of the prophet, and you can, like that picture, pin it on the wall. And if that nail gives way, it all gives way. That's some heavy stuff. Some heavy stuff. So I want to grow in loving the Lord 
It's all I have, all I am, and all I do. And one of my motives for this is that I want to love others the way I love myself. You know, I'm sorry for yelling, and I, I understand that I can come across angry, but I'm, you know, I'm in the company of some good people. John the Baptist was a madman. Uh, I don't have hair, on my, you know, like covering my whatever, you know, I, you know, but he was a madman. Jesus, I mean, listen, he wasn't just hung on the cross because he wasn't, you know, he was just like this person who pleased and just was meek and mild, this lamb. He was, he was somewhat of a, a loud, obnoxious figure. And, you know, of course, it was the plan of God to put him on the cross, but mainly I think people saw putting him on the cross was just shutting him up. And so I don't want to scare you, but I do want to put something in your heart, and I'm hoping that um, that's what I did this morning. And so forgive me. Listen, if, if, you're, if you're like, oh, why is he yelling all the time? Just, just put that aside and listen to what has been said this morning. And, and just don't look at me and don't look at the messenger. Look at the word and look at what it's saying. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's where the, the transaction happens. That's where the transformation takes place. It's not, listen, you like, like, we all have preferences. And so when I go to a service, I don't want somebody talking to me like this. And if you know, God can heal your heart. I want something up in my face, breathing, spitting, and yelling at me. So we all, it's my preference. I understand it's not yours, but don't let it be your hang up today. Don't let it get you hung up. Just listen to the word, pray what has been spoken, and see what God might reveal. I really don't know where to go with this right now. And I, you know, I, there's some times we, we, I just want to leave things messy, you know? It, like, it, okay, like we could do an altar call. Whoa. You know, like we, we, we've never done that before, right? I mean, or we can just go home and think about what was said. We can go home maybe and maybe crack open Matthew 22 and read the words of Jesus, this commandment that he gave us. Maybe we could go home and, study this out a little further and just maybe we could go home and instead of just turning on the television quick to watch the game, we could pray just like, Lord, I, what, what was said at church today really, really impacted me, really touched my heart and even annoyed me. Maybe you're here and I'm like, that guy annoys me. Good, good. I'm, I'm, I, I don't care. I'm not here to, to be that pastor. There's plenty of those pastors in Boston. Pick one. I, I, I'm here because I, I want transformation, not just for you, but myself. See, this is how I want somebody preaching to me. I want truth. I don't want just some awesome room where somebody talks off my ear and how great I am. I want to I know what needs to change. Because I see things in my heart I don't like. And I know I serve a God that can draw out of me those things. I won't know them if somebody's not giving me the truth, and so don't get hung up, and don't be quick. This last day of the fast, just to, you know, do your Sundays like you usually do them. Take some time. Think about the word. Deal with your offense, or you're annoyed, if you're annoyed at me. Just deal with it, and just ask God to speak beyond your, 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 your preferences about me. You know, just God, whatever we say, what do you, what do you want to speak to me? 
So, Father, we just, well, we just leave this here. Leave this right here, God. And I did my best, Lord, to communicate. Lord, I know that I'm not the best communicator, but I did my best. And so now, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, Lord, for this word to impact us on our Monday and Tuesday. Lord, I trust you, God, to, 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 to just do your work in our lives, Lord, where 2019 becomes different because we've adhered to a new truth calling, loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. Jesus, I pray, Lord, that this word would mark us in a way that carries us through this week, this month, and this year. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you.